Welcome to the Dr. Berg Healthy Keto and Intermittent Fasting Podcast. Now your host, the man taking your health to a whole new level, Dr. Eric Berg. So I wanted to create a relatively short video on things that you can do to improve inflamed colon. So whether you have some type of irritable bowel syndrome or diverticulitis or Crohn's or celiac, here are the most important things to focus on. Number one, this is the obvious one, avoid gluten and grains for that matter because this protein, gluten, can really tear up the inside part of the lining in your colon. I would also avoid dairy because chances are if you have inflammation in the colon, you probably have allergies and casein in the dairy is one of the top allergies that people have. And so if you do dairy, it's going to also create inflammation. So we want to avoid anything that you have an allergy to. Number three, limit the amount of vegetables. If you have an inflamed colon, you're going to have an altered microbiome. So you're not going to have the balance of friendly bacteria in your colon. That means that when you consume the vegetables and you get the fiber, those microbes are going to get overwhelmed pretty easily. And that is going to create a lot of bloating. So you definitely need to adjust your vegetables way down to the point where you have no more irritation in your colon. Normally, if you have a healthy colon with all the microbes, you can handle a lot of uh, vegetable. And in many situations, I may even recommend to do carnivore for a while if you can digest protein. If you can't, you're going to have to build up your stomach acid to break down that protein. But there are a lot of people, especially if you have an autoimmune disease that's related to the colon, they do very well in carnivore, at least for a couple of months, so you can heal the body and then gradually add some more vegetables into the diet. And it's very, very important to avoid vegetable oils, which really vegetable oils are not even vegetable oils, they're grain oils or seed oils. So avoid those like the plague because they're high in omega-6 and they're very inflammatory. Okay, soy oil, corn oil, cottonseed oil, canola oil, safflower oil, low quality olive oil could be a problem, all very damaging for an inflamed colon. And of course the obvious, don't consume alcohol or smoke Believe it or not, smoking really depletes you of certain nutrients, vitamin C especially. And so when you don't have that antioxidant in your body, you get more inflammation. Number five, chlorophyll. Chlorophyll is like the blood of the plant. If you're not consuming the vegetables to get the chlorophyll, which is the green from the plant, then do a concentrated chlorophyll. You have wheatgrass powder, which has some chlorophyll in it, but it has the fiber in there, which actually could irritate the colon. But if you were to do a wheatgrass juice powder, that is the chlorophyll in the wheatgrass without the fiber, that will work great because the chlorophyll is very, very healing to the inside of the colon. And I would add that with water and consume that on an empty stomach two or three times a day. Wheatgrass juice, and I like it in a powder, is one of the best things to help heal the inside lining throughout your body. Number six is a very interesting product. Um, you're going to have to look up the brand, but actual intestines with stomach, this is a supplement. It's from grass-fed cows. But if you have an inflamed colon, chances are you may have some type of 
autoantibodies, antibodies that are attacking your own tissue. And what this product will do, it will greatly help you. When you consume it in a capsule form, when it hits the stomach, the antibodies will go after that as a decoy and leave your intestines alone. And it's going to give you a lot of relief. So I would start out taking one capsule right before bed. Number seven, purified bile salts. Very, very important. Your liver makes primary bile salts and your microbes make secondary bile salts. So if there's some type of inflammation in your colon, you're going to also have a problem recycling bile salts. So you're usually going to be deficient. Bile salts are necessary to keep the junctions of your colon tight and secured to prevent leaky gut. But bile salts can really help to regulate the balance of microbes in your gut. And they really seem to help people with an inflamed colon as well as people that have constipation. It keeps things flowing through the liver and the gallbladder and the intestines. Okay, number eight. This is like essential fasting. Vitally important. If you are too thin and you have an inflamed colon and you don't want to lose any weight, I understand that may be a problem. So you're going to have to possibly take nutrients while you fast and maybe do it periodically. But definitely do intermittent fasting to some degree, like two meals a day, ideally one meal a day, and even periodic prolonged fasting. But fasting is one of the best things to stimulate stem cells in your colon to heal the lining of the, of the intestines. This right here is very beneficial. What's very bad for, for an inflamed colon is frequent eating and snacks all through the day. And then lastly, a good probiotic that can survive the stomach acids, get in the system, and repopulate the uh, microbes that you have in your colon.